Entrepreneurship is a journey and one of the hardest jobs in the world. That's why if you want to be a successful entrepreneur, you must master the art of organization, productivity, and time management to keep you motivated. This is where the Organizedpreneur comes in. With the Organizedpreneur, you get the right tips, the right tools, and the right resources to help you simplify your life so that you can organize your business with ease. Specifically, we're going to talk about the R's in stewardship. So that's today's topic, the R's in stewardship. Now, for some of you on the call, this may be a refresher because we've talked about this topic before. It's, you know, it's a topic that, you know, there's no end to this topic, right? Because as believers, we are to be reminded about being good stewards, right? Good stewards over everything that God has entrusted us with. And so perhaps this will be a refresher. Perhaps this will bring about a broader uh, perspective, okay? And so when we look at stewardship, uh, in my study, I was... um, I found that there were five. There are probably more, but there are five R's in stewardship. Not the word stewardship, but um, the concept of stewardship, okay? And we'll get to that. Uh, the biblical doctrine of stewardship is about our relationship to God, that God is the owner, right? And man, <clears throat> we're managers. When I say man, we're talking about man and woman, Right? God makes his people, his co-workers, and is administering all aspects of our life, right? In fact, 1 Corinthians 3 and 9, Paul says, for we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field, God's building. King James Version of it says, for we are laborers. Together with God, ye are God's husbandry, ye are God's building. And so stewardship is about our practical obedience in the administration of everything that God has entrusted to us. And as we administer his affairs, it's under his constant authority. And even in the beginning, we know If we look at Genesis 1 and 28, where it says God gave Adam and Eve dominion over creation, but he also called them caretakers, right? And Psalms 24 tells us that everything belongs to God. It's about relationship, right? It's about our relationship to him and our responsibility. And so Paul tells, excuse me, Psalms 24 tells us that everything belongs to God. The world and those who dwell therein. That's verse uh, one. Nothing we are given, whether it's money, responsibility, talent, nothing. It doesn't belong to us. We're stewards. James 1 and 17 says every good gift, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. And so as a reminder that... (laughs) We have a short period of time on this earth, and we will have to give an account 
of our stewardship. The Lord makes it plain to us of what good stewardship looks like and the consequences of poor stewardship. That's what we're going to talk about today. So we're going to talk about the R's in stewardship. The first R is responsibility, right? Responsibility. Stewardship is about us looking after what we are given. That's our responsibility. Jesus was sent by God to care for his sheep. He said, all things have been handed over to me by my father. That's in Luke 10, 22. And he is our model. He is our model for how to care for people uh, and how to have the correct attitude about stewardship. That stewardship is not to be a burden, but a joyful responsibility, so much so that he would leave the 99 and go after that one that is lost. And then when he went after the one, he would rejoice when he was found, right? In fact, Luke 15, 4-6 says, suppose one of you has 100 sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me. I have found my lost sheep. And so that's his attitude, and that's the attitude we should have about stewardship. Okay? And so the fact that it is a responsibility, it's a joyful responsibility. The second R is rights. Rights. As the creator, God has absolute rights of ownership over all things. He created it all. Everything. There's nothing that exists that he didn't create. And stewardship acknowledges in practice that we do not have the right of control over ourselves or property, or any, God has that control. As I was researching, I found an essay that was uh, written by Bill Peel. And it's an essay uh, entitled, Leadership is Stewardship, right? And it was this quote that really kind of stood out to me. He says, although God gives us all things richly to enjoy, nothing is ours. Nothing really belongs to us. God owns everything. We're responsible for how we treat it and what we do with it. This was the part that was really powerful to me. He says, while we complain about our rights here on earth, the Bible constantly asks, what about our responsibilities? Owners have rights. Stewards have responsibilities. And I just think as a society, we've gotten confused about the difference between rights and responsibility. Because, again, we did not create ourselves. We don't even own our own bodies. But we're stewards of it, right? And as stewards, we have a responsibility of how we treat it and what we do with our bodies and everything that God has entrusted to us. 
right? So rights, that was number two. Number three, requirements. There's a requirement when it comes to stewardship. We are, as stewards, we are to invest and share. Matthew 6 and 19 says, do not lay up treasures, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, right? If we have money, we do not hoard it. We seek God in terms of how we are to use it. Remember the man who hid his master's money in the parable that Jesus you know, talked about back in uh, Matthew? He was declared wicked and slothful when he did not invest, right? So there are requirements in stewardship. The next one is regret. Regret. Guess what? We can lose our commission. <laughs> we can lose our commission. It's that same parable. The master took his slothful servant's talent away. And then it says he was sent to the outer darkness where he where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. That's in that's in Matthew twenty five and thirty. And not up until recently did I really understand what that really meant. I thought that was as it relates to going to hell or you know going or being separated from God or that um concept. But when he's talking about gnashing, weeping and gnashing of teeth there, these are actually people who um did not was not a good steward over what God had given to them. This was a profound sorrow and remorse for not taking the responsibility of stewardship seriously. Profound regret. God takes this thing seriously. And then rewards. Good stewards will enjoy rewards from God. If we treat our responsibilities of stewardship with care and respect and wisdom, then God will increase them. It says, to everyone who has, will more be given. And so this fundamental biblical principle of stewardship runs from the beginning to the end of the word of God. There is no end, but it runs throughout Scripture is my point. 1 Corinthians 4 and 2 says, Now it is required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. Mm. It's, it's a useless waste of time to compare what you have with others or to worry about what you do not have. And it just made me think about what we talk about in this online space about people having, you know, imposter syndrome. That is a useless waste of time to be constantly worried about what others have and what you do not have. 
because the power of a fruitful life is in making the most of everything that we have. And we all have something, right? That's what good stewardship is all about. So when we think of, of stewardship, we, I know a lot of times we think of how we manage finances and, you know, tithes and offering, but it is so much more than that. It applies to our health. It applies to money. It applies to knowledge, gifts, talents, spiritual maturity, all of that. That's not even an inclusive list. And when God entrusts us with certain things, he will demand an account for how we manage them. And I was even thinking about that, uh, you know, as it relates to this call, right? How am I stewarding the responsibility of this call? How am I showing up? How am I preparing? How am I delivering? Am I being my best? All of this is a responsibility. And no matter how small you think it is, you are still responsible, right? And you're going to be held accountable for it, right? And so we ought to make the most of every minute, every hour, every day. To squander opportunities is saying to God that not only are we not ready for them, but we don't even appreciate them. Stewardship is about our obedient witness to the sovereignty of God. So let us be motivated as followers of Christ to, to move into action, to do things that manifest and demonstrate to others our belief in who he is. I hope today's wisdom has inspired you. I hope it's inspired you in your spiritual walk and your entrepreneurial journey. I hope it's inspired you to think about stewardship in a whole different way. That's, that's our prayer. And always our best, giving our best, showing up powerfully, showing up confidently, showing up in a way that you know what God has called you to do. And you're confident in that. So 